A wise man once told me, if you're going to be in this industry, Kiefer, you probably should actually ride a dirt bike. A Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is Chris Kiefer, and thank you for joining me. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC dot com kefir tested podcast presented by fly racing and race tech rocky mountain atv mc.com is the trusted online source for parts accessories gear for dirt bikes side by sides atvs and street bikes low prices unparalleled customer service and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks so easy to see why rocky mountain atv mc.com is the one-stop shop for all of us to get our goodies so go to keferinktesting.com, click on the RMATVMC banner, and then continue your life, continue your shopping, and that helps us up on the back end here and shows them that you're listening to this sucker and gets us a little bit of a snippet, that's right, a snippet of what you guys are ordering. So thank you guys for doing that because I see, I check, I look at this stuff every single week. And I see what you guys are ordering. So that's very cool. So thank you very much for doing that. It helps us out a lot. Racetech, racetech.com. Go get your suspension and engine services done over at Racetech. Aiden Kiefer, my son, is going to be running Racetech suspension at Loretta Lens on the CRF 250R. Or maybe not. We're going to talk about that in this podcast too. But for sure, on the YZ125. He is going to try to make it in the 125C class at Washougal, and he's going to be on Racetech suspension. So go over there, do yourself a favor, racetech.com. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll help you out. I'll guide you in the right direction and get you to save some money so your wife doesn't bitch at you. That's what we try to do in this podcast, to make your life easier, keep your wives happy, and that way you guys continue living your life and... uh there's no little hiccups in your lifestyle, so to speak. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Guess what? I'm going to go see the 2021 gear tomorrow, tomorrow. It's like Christmas Eve today for me. I'm very excited. 2021 gear is coming out. But in the meantime, there is some badass gear available for you guys over at flyracing.com. Light Hydrogen Evo. I've been wearing the crap out of this blue and white Evo stuff. Bitchin' boa reel, it ventilates well, it has an athletic fit that stretches a lot, so go do yourself and I a huge favor, tag me at kkeefer120 and show me what you're wearing, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, the best gear out there, no questions asked. And last but not least, I want to talk about Pirelli, Pirelli has jumped on board with me here, I'm a big believer in the Scorpion MX-32 soft tire, mid-soft tire, I should say. I've been trying the soft tire, which is like a scoop tire, but the mid-soft is where it's at. Very good tire. Holy crap, it has great lean angle traction. Been looking for a front tire that 
has some more lean angle bite, and the Scorpion has it for me. So if you guys are having trouble on a little bit of an initial lean in area one of the corner, go try a MX32 mid-soft Scorpion Pirelli tire and get back to me. Run about 14 PSI in that tire because the carcass is really soft. So that's one of the reasons why I like it as well because that carcass has really good feeling when the track gets rough on those bumps. So go check them out, Pirelli. You can go check out their website and see what they offer. But uh, I got me a stack of tires right now. I've been running through Pirelli. So we're going to go to Washougal on some Pirellis and most likely going to be hitting up Loretta's on Pirelli. So I've been liking that tire a lot lately. And, of course, if you guys have any questions about these advertisers, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will help you out. Also want to get a quick shout-out mention to OregonOldTimers.com. July 11th and 12th is a Washougal race. You guys are cooped up in the house. You want to go do some racing? Hit up Washougal July 11th and 12th, September 5th and 6th at GH. That's Glen Helen. August 29th and 30th in Horn Rapids, Washington. Great, great organization. Long motos. Get some motos in. Have some fun with your buddies. OregonOldTimers.com. Hope to see you at Glen Helen September 5th and 6th with my family. It's going to be a fun couple days. So OregonOldTimers.com, do yourself a favor and go racing. All right, so what are we talking about today? If you guys are on RacerXOnline.com, you guys are on RacerX Films, you guys recently have seen the Yamaha YZ450F GYTR build. So we're going to talk about today in this podcast, we're going to elaborate, break down the 2020 Yamaha YZ250 450 GYTR builds. Now, if you guys watched the video, I kind of go over of what my past experiences were with GYTR and Yamaha. So I'm going to kind of cover that right now. So I did work at Yamaha in-house, gosh, how long ago? It had to have been 12 to 13 years ago. I was there for about four years. And what my job was, it was I was hired on to be the test rider for the accessory division as well as help out production. So I was in what they called YPAD, Yamaha Parts and Accessory Division, GYTR. And what they did is make parts and accessories for YZs, WRs, FXs, which they didn't have those at the time. But out of all of the accessory divisions... There's only a, a couple that really do it right. I will say KTM and Husqvarna has a shit ton of accessories, but they don't have a lot of engine packages for the consumer out there. So if you're looking for trinkets, bits and pieces, protection, little things to add on to your orange and white bikes, they do a great job. But what I like about Yamaha is they offer that and then they actually offer engine packages for their consumer, which I think is very cool. Another thing that really is important for me is durability, right? So you might be thinking to yourself, hey, I'm going to modify my YZ250 or 450, but is it going to hurt reliability? I have been a part of the Yamaha durability process. I have ran that part of that division when I was there, so I did a lot of the durability testing. And let me tell you, it is no joke. I don't know how many summer days I spent out riding dirt bikes, 110 degrees, out in the des, just putting time on parts to make sure it lasts and they can sell it. They would not sell the parts 
unless it would pass a certain criteria. And a lot of times that criteria was built in kilometers or hours. So it's not uncommon to get to a point to where, okay, I put 50 hours on this this head and it was no problems. Okay, so now we're going to move on to phase two. They're going to put some kilometers on this bike. So getting up to 75 hours on a certain part of anything GYTR related is not uncommon. It is a very strenuous <laughs> durability criteria. And if you guys are worried about that, I'm here to kind of to ease your mind a little bit. They would not offer it unless it worked. And me being a part of that process back in the day and knowing the guys there, I have seen things that have failed in the testing process and it just simply hasn't made into production or it's late. I'm sure this head, these heads, these engine packages that GYTR came up with could have came out earlier, but they wanted to make sure it lasted. So if you're going to spend $2,000 on a complete head for your bike, you want to make damn sure it's not going to blow up in 25 to 30 hours. This isn't, hey, I'm gonna, it's a ticking time bomb. I'm going to go down the street to Johnny's Bump Sticks and Engines and have them build me an engine. And, well, 20, 20 hours, it's timed out. I got to rebuild it. No. GYTR YPAD does not do that. They have engine packages that last you a long time for the average racer that wants to go race and keep his bike for several years with engine modification. So I want to kind of get that out there right now that it is not a ticking time bomb. I've been a part of that process. I'm very familiar with it, and I'm confident in what they come up with that it's going to last you guys a long time. So what exactly was on this 450? We'll start here with the 450 first. Uh, I brought my bike, which is a stock bike with a muffler and an ECU setting from Jamie at Twisted. And I compared that to the GYTR build. And some of you guys out there are, are listening to this, driving and going, why the fuck would I want to buy a $2,000 head for my 450 when it's already too fast for me? Like, why would I do that, Kiefer? This is a dumb podcast. Why are we talking about this? I am not going to dump $2,000 into my 450 when I'm not even a big-time racer. Here's the deal. When I was there 12, 13 years ago, they did make this, this head, and it was gnarly, and it was aggressive, and I was like, hell to the no. It's too much power, way too much power. It's on-off feelings, jerky. It rips your arms out. Sure, it's exciting. It was fun. Until you got tired, and then you're like, this is the worst thing ever. So what happens, and what happens over time, especially with four-stroke technology, they realize we need a smoother, maybe less powerful feeling engine that's just broader and more linear. So this is what I'm trying to really compare to you guys out there after I rode this thing. I was really impressed because what this head does bring to the table is a longer more linear power to your YZ450F. Now, let's break down the head. Does the head come with everything you need? Yes. $2,000, well, I should say $2,100 is the total head, comes fully assembled with camshafts, ready to install. It has a preset valve lash, everything that you need to, to drop it in and go. Now, if you want the high compression piston, that's what I tested as well, that's, that is extra, and that does get, I'm going to read this to you guys right here. It is. It raises the compression ratio from 13.0 to 14.0. So 
yes, you will have to run race gas. They do recommend using U4.4. As you guys may know, I am not a big believer in 4.4 fuel because it is dirty fuel. And what I mean by dirty fuel is that could clog up some injectors. If you let it sit, it could mess up your fuel pump if you're not riding, if you're letting your bike sit for three weeks or so. It's just not the most clean burning fuel. I would recommend running T4. Now, I'm sure if the Yamaha guys are listening to this, they're like, hey, we did not test it with T4. I couldn't tell you. But I have ran T4 in these heads before, and it runs just fine. There's no detonation. So choose your poison, U4.4 or T4, but those are the two things that I would recommend to you. They also have a map, okay? There's a power tuner map installed that you can go to chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I can give you that map just in case you guys want to try it with this head. And basically, it just creates more power from 6,000 RPM all the way up to the rev limit. Peak horsepower increase is up 5.7%, and overall power increase, 8.9% at the rev limiter. So you're getting a longer pool, like I was mentioning. So with this $2,000 comes an easier bike to ride. That's my two cents. Like, I can't explain it to you guys any easier than if you're going to buy or rebuild your bike. You're going to say, hey, I'm going to rebuild my 450, but maybe I want an easier bike to ride. Honestly, you might want to look into a GYTR head because even though you're buying a modified head, you're getting an easier bike to ride. The 2020 YZ450F is a little bit on-off feeling, especially when I go back and forth on that thing, especially when I went to Colorado and I rode the blue bike and the orange bike back-to-back. I really appreciate how easy the KTM is to ride. Plain and simple. When I'm rolling my corners, I'm not maybe 30% throttle in these corners. It is less jerky than the Yamaha. Even with the Travis Preston 3.0 map and even with my map installed, if you guys have that map installed, your Yamaha, it still is a little on-off feeling and makes the bike feel heavy and slightly pitchy. And that's where the KTM really kicks the Yamaha's ass is in that area one to area two of the corner on that on-off feel. But let's say you want something a little bit easier. Let's say I want to be able to charge a little bit harder Roll the throttle on a little bit sooner. I'm going to buy this GYTR head. And so the breakdown of the pricing, if you're going to buy a cylinder head, uh, valves, uh, piston, all these things, they broke down the pricing for me. So if you're going to buy high compression piston, valve springs, camshaft, the head, the valves, all these things that you need to do a top end, you're looking about... $2,050 for everything OEM related. Now, on the other side of that, there's the GYTR head, valves, piston, $2,300. So you're spending maybe a couple hundred bucks more. And for me, you're getting a linear, more forgiving power band. I know it's hard to wrap your mind around this, but After I wrote it, I became a believer because I wasn't a believer, honestly, because I was there at Yamaha and I did feel like, hey, they could have did a better job with their head to make it a little bit easier to ride. We have so much power with these 450s. I get a lot of emails saying, Kiefer, 
I'm not a big time racer. I want to have fun and I want to charge, but I get tired on a 450. I'm 185 pounds and I don't need all that power. It's nice to have the power as long as it's usable. That's the key thing. And that's why I recommend 250Fs to some people because it's just more usable power. But when you have a 450 that has a long, linear, easy to roll on power, it makes the 450 a freaking blast to ride. And this is what this GYTR bike is like to ride. It is fun to ride. I can get on the gas sooner than my bike with ignition because it doesn't hit as hard. Now, I will say this. Comparing the GYTR engine on the 450 to my stock engine with an ECU, with the Vortex ECU, I will say that my mid-range has a little bit stronger pulling power and better mid-RPM response. Now, that works in some cases. When I was at Glen Helen going up hills, it was better in that area. But once the track got rough, I appreciated the GYTR power because it was easier to manage. You're on a stock ECU with the GYTR head. You, you have it mapped to the head, which all the R&D guys did several hours of testing with this mapping, so they have a lot of work into this map. And it's just easier to manage the course when the track gets rough. Uh, I guess what I liked, what I really liked about this GYTR bike is third gear roll-on, easeability through the corner. Yes, easeability. That's what I like to call it when I'm describing an engine package to some Japanese engineers. It's just usable, easy to ride, and I can roll the throttle on harder. So if you're having problems with your Yamaha and you're like, dude, this is a lot of bike. It's super powerful. Uh, I can't really tune it out with my power tuner. Kiefer, should I go with the ECU? Do I go with this head? Look, it depends how much money you want to spend, but I can really appreciate all of what's involved in this head and how this thing reacts on the track. What this head does as well, which actually I didn't really feel until the afternoon hours at Glen Helen, is how it calms down the chassis, especially the shock. If there's one thing I kind of do not like about the YZ450F is on throttle, almost a binding feeling on acceleration on the rear end. This engine doesn't spool up as quick as a stock engine. And if you're wondering what spool up is, so when you're revving your bike, when you're gassing your bike or you go from you know 5 to 10% throttle and in that corner and then just giving it the berries out of the corner – uh, to 100% throttle, the engine spools up really quick. Whoop! It's really fast, and sometimes that could lead you into loss of rear wheel traction. If it's premium traction all the time, you don't feel it as much, but when you have inconsistent surfaces on a track where you have nice loam in the corner, and then you have some hard pack coming out, or you have some acceleration bumps, you don't want that engine to spool up or be so free that it just spins that tire. And what that does, it spins the tire, tightens up the uh, the, the drivetrain, and then makes that shock feel harsh and stiff. Now you have this GYTR engine where it comes on smoother, a little bit easier, doesn't spool up as fast, has a slightly heavier, longer feeling. And what I also like to call it is like a, a, 
a deeper pulse. So the pulse is a heartbeat inside of the engine, and it has a longer, deeper pulse, which makes it feel like almost flywheel weight-ish, right? So if you guys are familiar with that feeling, like no flywheel weight, spools up quick, real free feeling, doesn't have a lot of decel pitch, and then you have a deeper pulse, longer feel, which is almost maybe a little bit more engine braking feel, but also gets more rear-wheel traction. This is what this GYTR head does. It just makes more rear-wheel traction, calms down the shock, calms down the chassis, and just makes for a better-feeling engine and easier to ride. It will not make the YZ feel lighter. Okay, so if you guys are wondering, hey, how does that relate to side-to-side movement on the track? It doesn't make it feel lighter on the track, but you will be able to move around more on the track because now you have some newfound rear-wheel traction, which I like a lot. Uh, Here in Southern California, Glen Helen is like the baseline track to get a good setting. I'm very familiar with Glen Helen. Yamaha tests at Glen Helen a lot. So I believe even when you go to other places that are tacky, ruddy, this type of engine will work. Uh, breaking some news here on this podcast, I am going to race a YZ450F at Loretta's, and I'm really considering to get this GYTR head for it because it makes it easier and longer and more linear, which at Loretta's, if you guys are familiar, it's really tight and ruddy, and it doesn't flow a lot, so I need something really easy to ride in these ruts, so this GYTR package will do that, it can get me off to a good start. I can run third gear in some of these tight corners and just make it more friendly for me to ride, which I <laughs> I really need at Loretta's because there's obviously fast 40-year-old dudes, a.k.a. Mike Brown, who might still be on a Yamaha. Who knows what Mikey's doing, but I need something that is easy to ride and longer-lasting for my 43-year-old ass. That's basically what I'm looking to do. Now, the GYTR components don't stop there. They have clutch components they have even i didn't even know this but they have a gytr oil sprayer and it's a little bit of a larger um outlet on this oil sprayer it uh obviously gets you some more reliability in that engine so there's just different types of things skid plates frontline brake pinches there's levers there's axle blocks there's steel braided brake lines there's chain guides there's all different kinds of things that GYTR makes for your YZ450 and 250. But for me, the meat and potatoes of this build is the engine. And that's what I think you guys would really want to know about. Because I don't know how much... I don't even know how many they sell of these. I've actually never met a person at the track that has a GYTR head on this 450. Because I honestly think you guys are scared of putting more power in your into your 450s. So I'm just here to kind of like ease your mind again about this thing isn't going to necessarily rip your arms off. It's it's going to do the opposite actually. It's going to calm it down. So uh, another thing I want to mention that they mentioned to me at Glen Helen was wheel assemblies. If you guys are like me, look, I like the 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 nature, the 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 feeling of a stock wheel. I've never been a fan of uh, Excel A60 rims, those are way too stiff. I like Yamaha stock hubs. They're strong, unlike a Honda's. But 
Yamaha makes wheel assemblies complete. You can buy them that way. It's pretty cool. Like they come with a sprocket, they come with a disc. You can go black, you can go blue, but they come complete wheel sets. They offer them, and I just thought that was cool. So again, I have some part numbers here in my Bible of uh, part numbers. If you guys want to purchase them, that's an accessory. You can email me, Chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I can get you the part number for your Yamaha, and that way you can order at your Yamaha dealer and get yourself a whole wheel set. I go through wheels, I don't know, every couple, two, three months. They do get out of whack. They do get a little bit bent, but again, I like the feeling of a stock Yamaha wheel. I've gone through other rims. If I was going to go to an aftermarket rim, I like a DID STX rim the most because it has the the closest character to a stock rim on the Yamaha. I don't like creating a stiffer feeling on this bike. So for me, I'm a big stock wheel guy on a YZ. So now that I have these part numbers and I can order these wheels complete and they're, you know, anywhere from 280 bucks to 360 bucks for a complete wheel, sprocket, disc, everything, spokes already on it, it's laced up, ready to rock, you know, you tape up your rim, tube, rim lock, tire, boom, you're ready to rock. So I thought that was cool and uh, kind of cool that uh, Yamaha has accessories, complete wheels available for you guys out there. So that's cool. It's commercial time, but don't be mad. These commercials are short and quick, but save yourself some money. All right, I'll stop singing. Thank you guys for listening to the commercials. We'll be back right after these messages. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother bleep, nah, flying machine factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four stroke, two stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the dining room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, 
I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kiefering Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, B-L-U-D Lubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com Screenprintingdone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. 
Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars, you don't want a crossbar, ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 4685 Plum Creek Funding Zach Morris hit him up. We are back with the GYTR special podcast here so thank you guys for sticking with me. Here we go. We're going to talk about the YZ250 now. Now, let's move on to the 250. Quick thing about this 250, give me give you some backstory here. I brought my son Aiden to Glen Helen with me to try this modified 250F uh GYTR version as well as a stock 250F. Again, we had a bike to compare on the 450 as well as the 250, but I thought it'd be really interesting to see my son. He's 120 pounds. He's a C-class rider. He's been riding a Honda 250. He's never really ridden a modified 250F. He normally rides that Honda 250 or his YZ125. So I was thinking, hey, we're going to Loretta's. I kind of want to be uniform on all the bikes. I want to you know, have him and I be on the same bikes just in case anything happens. So I really wanted to see if he liked the YZ250. Granted, he can't ride the GYTR version in his class, but I wanted to see what it was all about. Can he hang on to a modified 250? Is it too much for him? So maybe you have a young kid. Hey, Kiefer, is this GYTR head on the 250 too much for my 14, 15-year-old kid? So I brought him along and got him to ride both bikes. I rode both bikes. and. 
there is some things. It's it, this 250F is a little bit more complex. So now the stock YZ250F has most torque in class. You're not going to find another 250F out on the market right now that has as much torque as a stock YZ250F, which makes it a very vet-friendly machine. The RacerX online video will be coming out next week. You guys can watch that. But what I describe in this video is basically it still keeps the same character as the YZ250F in stock form and just adds a little bit more meat to the stock YZ250F with this GYTR head. I would say I noticed more of a drastic change in the 450F versus the 250F, but the GYTR engine does give you a little bit more meat power. Uh, mostly for me, what I felt is bottom to mid-range. I'm going to break it down in a little bit, but the piston that they use, you have a high-compression piston kit. Of course, the GYTR head comes complete just like the 450. Now, if you guys are wanting the compression ratio on the piston that GYTR has, it goes from 13.8 to 14.6. It's a pretty big jump for a 250F, 14.6 compression ratio. So again, they want you to ride with VP 4.4 so you don't get detonation. I haven't tried T4 in a 250F, so I can't tell you to go that direction. So the U4.4 is what they're recommending if you have some money and if you have actually a little bit of time to map it, I would recommend Pro 6. Pro 6 is awfully expensive, but I want to try to experiment with some racing fuels out there for you guys. If you guys are wondering what you guys want to use, if you guys don't want to use U4.4, but as of right now, U4.4 is recommended in this GYTR engine package. So what exactly did I feel? First, I'm going to tell you what I felt, and then I'll give you some of Aiden's comments. Again, compared to the 250 uh, stock one, I would say the GYTR version gives me more RPM response down low, a little bit more pulling power out of corners, and a broader mid-range, okay, and a little bit longer of top end. What I complained about to the Yamaha guys when I rode this bike, again, to me, it was so free-feeling and it spooled up so quick that I felt like it just kind of revved out too soon. I wanted it to be a little bit longer of pulling power in second and third gear. So, in true GYTR, Y-pad, Yamaha fashion, they said, oh yeah, no problem. Can we try a different flywheel weight for you, Kiefer? So, I guess some of the R&D guys had that same kind of feeling that I had. Well, now, if you guys didn't like that free, um, loose feeling, and what I mean by free and loose is like that exciting, free revving, kind of what I talked about in the 450F area, and although I do like that when it's real sandy and deep, like it's free, it's poppy, it's exciting, gets me out of corners, when it gets hard packed, I want a little bit more real attraction, I want to pull the second and third gear longer, so those guys put on a little bit of a, a heavier flywheel weight, which is offered in the accessory division department. So there's a part number for that. You guys can add that to your YZ250F. And what that did for me is give me more rear-wheel traction and just gave me more length in second and third gear. I just kind of built the RPMs a little bit slower 
and that way it created a longer pulling power for me in mid to the upper ranges. So where I really noticed it and liked it is as I creeped around the corner in second gear, I can now pull second gear a little bit longer up the hill out of the corner and then shift, and it doesn't give me that, okay, man, I got to make my mind up. Should I just you know lug third gear in this corner and then fan the clutch a little bit? Well, now I don't really have to think. I can just go second gear and then shift, and it doesn't fall on its face. So I like that heavier flywheel weight feeling. It didn't give the bike more pitch. Uh, it kept the bike really straight, especially off-throttle for me on rear-wheel traction. Sometimes when you have that free feeling, you chop the throttle, and you get a little bit of a loose rear-end feeling. I don't get much of a pitch, but... I don't feel like the rear tire is biting all the way into that dirt. With a little bit of a heavier flywheel that Yamaha offers for this bike, I have more off-throttle rear wheel traction. I like that feeling. It gives me a more positive lean in the corners, and that's what I just preferred. Aiden never really complained about that. He just thought the bike was so fast because he's 120 pounds, and he's like, this is the most fun I've ever had on a bike. It's so fast. It's easier to clear jumps out of a corner. So he absolutely loved it. And it wasn't too snappy for him with the engine package that Yamaha created, which I thought was impressive. So not only does a 14-year-old kid like it, the older dad likes it as well with a little bit of a heavier flywheel, which Yamaha offers. So it's cool that Yamaha has good test riders in-house to see little minute things like all right yes we are getting some more power we are getting some more pulling power with this head but man it's a little bit too free feeling it, it could be spooling up too quick and we have to shift too early let's all right let's try a flywheel hey that works better let's offer that that's rare it is super rare in manufacturer world slash testing to actually see something that you like offer it and then the manufacturer goes yep no problem. We'll make that part. We'll put a part number in place and we'll offer it to the customer. It's it's really harder than you guys think it is to do out there because I don't know how many times I have tested for other manufacturers and it is difficult for them to be like, okay, you're right. We should do that. Let's put where <laughs> let's put the money where your mouth is, right? Like you said this, this is gonna work. We're gonna do it. That's rare, people. That's rare in the testing world. So with the YZ250F, again, I would say, if I'm going to say, Kiefer, which one did I like better? Of course, I like the 450F better. I noticed more of a change with that because the 450 actually changed the chassis feel. The 250F is just a fun bike to ride, period. If I was a vet guy racing vet classes and I was back east and I was tight and ready and I didn't want a 450, dude, this GYTR head with the 250F, is a weapon easy to ride if you're lazy maybe you're not good in corners you can lug around in third gear now okay i might run a 1350 stock gearing maybe i want to go to a 51 third gear no problem with the gytr ahead you can lug it around easier to ride hell dude 200 pounds vet rider why not Two thousand bucks you're going to rebuild your 250f at some point why not add a little bit more power Again, like I said, durability is pretty damn good on this thing. So what the hell? So I just really wanted to do this podcast because I feel like I don't see enough uh, 
of the GYTR stuff on Yamaha's out there. And I just want to make sure the perception is I'm not going to get a ticking time bomb or an an uncontrollable bike to ride. That's the gist that I'm trying to do here. If you guys watch the RacerX Online dot com racerx films videos on this you will see uh basically what i call the cliff note version of what we're talking about here i get some points across you can see it in action you can actually see the pulling power in the video it's pretty impressive so um you can go check that out next week as well but for me they have different maps installed this 250 they custom tune the power tuner for this head Again, R&D process is very meticulous. This 250F creates more power from 5,500 RPM up to the rev limit. They're claiming a 6.6 increase in power at peak power, and then at the rev limiter, a 7.1% increase. So that is impressive on a 250, as well as keeping reliability. Again, I tried the GYTR clutch components. Basically, I don't know if Yamaha will like this. It's like a Henson system. That's basically what it is, I would say. Henson, uh, I don't even know if Henson makes their stuff, but it looks similar. So GYTR has baskets, pressure plates, uh, inner hubs, clutch baskets. They even have air filters. <clears throat> what I really think's trick as well, I don't know if you guys have seen these things on the on the factory bikes, but the billet clutch covers. It's pretty cool. The downside to that is on the 450, you know, you have your oil uh, cap. Basically, if you want to fill up your Yamaha, you have to tip it on its side and put the oil on its side because the oil filler cap is not on top. It kind of removes that. So it's more of a billet factory look. I've ran that on my bikes. Very tough. Skip plates, uh, brake clevises, again, chains, and actually straight up, I'm a big firepower chain guy here. I like firepower chains a lot. But this GYTR heavy-duty chain is pretty good too. Uh, I know that they have gave they have given me one after I've roached out the sprocket and chains on my test bike. They're like, here, put this on, try it. It's pretty damn good. So GYTR makes all different kinds of things for your Yamaha out there. And basically, their engine packages are pretty impressive. Now... I have gone to specific engine builders. Of course, it's going to be better. But will you get as long of a lasting engine as you would on a GYTR bike? No. Yes, you will get... If I'm a true racer, straight up. If I'm a true racer, I'm probably going to go to uh, Chad at XPR or Jamie at Twisted to really do my engine. But if I was an average consumer... And I wanted to have some reliability, and I raced at times, and I just wanted a fun bike to ride. There is nothing wrong with this GYTR package. Honestly, the older I get, I'm like, dude, I don't want to spend $3,000 and change my top in all the time because that's what people bitch about about four-strokes. I want to ride a two-stroke, Kiefer, because I don't have to rebuild it every fucking 20 hours. And if I do, it's not expensive. This GYTR stuff is like that for me if I'm a four-stroke guy. Slap it on, getting more power. I don't have to rebuild it every fucking 20 hours. And it I know it's not going to blow up on me. So that's cool. Other manufacturers should follow suit with this type of accessory engine stuff for their bike. It'd be bitching to have a Kawasaki uh, parts and accessory division that said, hey, we got ahead. Boom, slap it on. I think more people would like that because it's more... 
trustworthy when it comes from the manufacturer versus maybe trying to trust some dude with a shop that has 20 fucking bikes in his shop and he's trying to do your head. That just makes sense to me. So uh, as of right now, the plan is for Aiden and I to go test the YZ250F next week to see if he likes that bike against his Honda. And we might be riding all Yamaha at Loretta Lynn. So I'll be on a YZ450F. Aiden's going to try YZ250F to see if he likes it to ride in the stock class. And of course, Aiden's already committed to a YZ125 because honestly, that's what I felt like he rode the best. The KTM was faster, but for me, the YZ125, when I look at him ride, it just feels more planted for him. It looks more planted when I watch him. And of course, the suspension is just hard to beat. That WP Air Fork, I just don't think is the correct direction for him to ride at Loretta's. So we're going to work on it. We're going to see if we can uh, market this sucker. All of us go ride Yamahas, and we're going to work, really try to be the first father and son to win their classes in the same year at Loretta's. Aiden has a good shot at winning one of his classes, I feel like, as long as he doesn't go ape shit and puts his head together. So, And, of course, I got to beat good riders in the 40 division at Loretta's. I got my ass handed to me last time. Mike Brown worked me. Shit, uh, John Greeley worked me. I was leading him, and he snuck up on me and passed me. So I feel like we're better off, and I'm on a, I'll am on be on a better bike this year with the YZ450F. So we will see how it goes. But that is the direction we're headed. We're going to try this stuff out. But if you guys have any more questions, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com or go to RacerX Films on RacerXOnline.com. As well, I'm I'm an open book here, so I just speak freely on this podcast. Like we're bullshitting on the tailgate at the track, and if you guys see me at the track, comes out, come by and say hi. We'll talk. Let's talk about your dirt bikes. If you think I'm full of shit, let's talk about that too. I'm fine with that as well. Again, I'm here to help you guys out and guide you in the direction that you feel will be the best way to spend your money. That's what it's all about. I spend money just like you. I'm going up to Washougal. I got to spend money for my kid. I don't want to spend money on bullshit. I'm going Loretta's. I'm an enthusiast. I like it. I still buy my stuff. So I understand that it's an expensive sport. And when we talk about purchasing stuff, you want to know the truth. So that's what we're here to do on KieferInkTesting.com and this podcast. So thank you to the guys at Yamaha. I appreciate it. Even though my buddy Travis Preston comes in and out of here in the high des. He does a pretty damn good job of directing good parts and accessories to the YZ450 and 250F. Stephen Butler, uh, you got Mike Ulrich over there. Mike actually is the media marketing guy for me now that um, he got moved, but he was the R&D guy, so he gets it as well. There's a guy that used to race, Stevie Tarkowski. He was on the Vance and Hines Yamaha team over there. So there's a lot of quality, knowledgeable people in that department that are still active in dirt bikes. That is the key when making good products. I see companies that are making products, but they're so burnt out on the motorcycle world that they don't even ride anymore. And for me, that's bullshit. If you're in this sport and you're in this business, you got to be an enthusiast. You have to be. You have to be engulfed in the sport. Otherwise, I feel like your product will suffer. I know a lot of these Yamaha guys are still active in their sport, 
because they still go ride on the weekends. They still love it. And I like that, man, because sometimes it's tough. People always want a job within the industry. I want a job. How do I get a job in the industry, Kiefer? Well, when you do get that job, sometimes you don't even get to ride. You rode more when you didn't have an industry job because you're burnt out. It's a headache. You've got corporate. you got all this shit. And then you're like, dude, I'm surrounded by dirt bikes all fucking day long. The last thing I want to do is go ride a dirt bike on the weekends. These guys still do that. I still do that. I love dirt bikes. I talk about it. I write about it. I do it. My kid's into it. You got to love it, guys. You got to love dirt bikes to be in this industry, and you got to love dirt bikes to make quality parts. So that's my rant, I guess. I kind of like went off on Steve a little bit right there, you know, race tech rant. But I see it a lot in my line of work is like these guys are like, yeah, yeah, man, dirt bikes, I got to ride. Well, fuck, go get a different job. If you don't like it, go get a different job. I sure as hell ain't making enough money in the dirt bike industry to be like, oh, got to stay in the dirt bike industry. I'm making millions. You ain't making millions. I sure as fuck ain't making a million dollars on this. I make a living. I'm not rich, but I love what I do. That's the key. Man, I'm going off right now. It's Sunday. It's my day off, but I'm going off because I don't like people that talk shit about the industry, but yet, you know, producing parts there's a lot of those guys around man it's insane like oh yeah we'll push these parts on you dude do you even ride no so the moral of this rant is gytr the guys at yamaha make good products and they actually ride and are enthusiasts so kudos to you guys 2021s are on the on tap you know that hopefully in two to three weeks hopefully i'll be riding a 2021 machine at loretta lynn's that's coming around, people. I know COVID has really screwed up the 2021 process, but it's tis the season. It's going to be July. That's You know what that means. A lot of 2021 testing at keyforinktesting.com, at racerxonline.com, at pulpmx.com. Three entities to get your information. You want a podcast? Come here. You want a video? Go to RacerX. You want an article? Go to Pulp. We're trying to cover it all here for you guys, all right? So, hey, thank you so much for listening to this. Thank you for listening to my bullshit rant at the end of this thing. And I appreciate seeing you guys at the track. Hopefully see some of you guys at Washougal this weekend, if not at Loretta's. You guys have any questions, you guys know the email. I'm an open book for you guys out there. Please hit me up. Please support the advertisers that are on this show. They're quality humans. They're quality parts. They're enthusiasts, just like I talked about. They like dirt bikes. They purchase their dirt bikes. They go ride dirt bikes. Woo, what a concept, right? Support those guys. And what that does is keep this sucker up and moving. You can listen to my dumbass talk about dirt bikes, hopefully for a a lot more years to come. So thank you for joining me. I'll see you guys at the track. And last but not least, be good to each other. Don't be a douche. Treat others like you want to be treated. And life will be a lot better. Thank you, guys. See ya.